Today on Anatomy of a Movie, we're talking about the 2019 Academy Award nominations. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome back to the Popcorn Talk Network. We are here doing Anatomy of a Movie, a special kind of show today. We're covering the 2019-91st Academy Award nominations. We're going to talk all about our predictions of who's going to win, who should win, and all that and more. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, I have... Hey, everyone. I'm Mina Wahab. Hey, movie fans. Dimitri Panos here. How's it going, everybody? Yes, I'm very excited. I mean, it's going great. I'm very, very excited to cover all the movies that are nominated this year because it is the academy awards season uh, i feel like the the last four months of all the movies that have been released like really adds up to this upcoming weekend and this amazing prestigious show so like we're gonna get into it mina what are your thoughts uh i'm just super thankful to movie pass and amc because i have seen so many <laughs> movies this past year right um yeah my thoughts i think I think it hasn't been the strongest category for Best Picture, surprisingly, this year. But I'm still excited to talk about all of these movies. Awesome. And Dimitri, I know you are. Yeah, I am. I mean, th- this year for me, because of there's been so much controversy, so much of a train wreck that, that, that will be the Academy Awards that actually, for the first time in a long time, I don't care. I mean, with all the controversy that's happened, I, I actually think it's a, an, a normal in any given year without... All the craziness that's gone around with there being a host and not a host. We're going to do these categories and not these categories. In any normal year, I actually think that the best picture nominations are rel- are really strong, with the exception of one movie. Um, but I actually think like it's a it's a well rounded mm-hmm. uh, title of films that we have that because they go from everything from commercial. Which rarely happens, um, you know, meaning uh, a, a star is born, which mm-hmm. commercial success, yeah. Black Panther, commercial success, even movies like The Green Book, smaller movies, which did really well. And I really think it's very well rounded out, even even things like The Favorite. So yeah. I, it's for me, it's unfortunate that all the drama that has led up to this weekend really has taken focus away from the films uh, yeah, the actual hard work that the, went the, into the, the film. Exactly, and and I do. I've always maintained that this past year, twenty eighteen, has been one of the better years for movies across the board. If you don't like superhero movies, there were great art house films. Uh, there was everything balanced out, everything fed into the box office, and you had a multitude of types of movies that that. Everybody could have gone to. That's yeah. why I really do like our best picture categories. Uh, I think other categories like uh, uh, actress and things like that are hard, but we're going to get in all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're, so. we're definitely going to take it uh, one by one as much as we can. And uh, I encourage all of you to follow along because we are definitely going to be there Sunday night to watch all of this. And as I hope anyone who's watching, you know, all the movies and studies them like we do. I hope you're you're gonna enjoy this one. Uh, so let's just starting up real quick. Uh, visual effects: We have Avengers: Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo: A Star Wars Story. And we can just probably just go down the line of uh, who we think will win and who we think 
should win or you know honorable mentions um i think it's actually i'm actually very torn i think it's either avengers or ready player one uh, i would say avengers just because it was one of the biggest movies of the summer it was huge it was something that audiences loved and critics enjoyed as well um and it was known for its visual effects i i can't see anything else taking over that um i don't think star wars is going to be avengers for visual effects Dimitri? Uh, I would go with, uh, you know, where I think it may go Avengers, but I think Ready Player One's the movie that deserves it. Yes. Uh, Spielberg and company, again, uh, created new technologies uh, to do this. And and from the opening scene of Ready Player One to the visualization, like the opening race scene, uh, throwing so much pop culture from, 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 from the T-Rex and then King Kong the and 80s, having that in a virtual 90s. world. Um, and then the stacks and how that was represented from the books and then going into the into the the, the floating dance and then the recreation of the shining in ready player one mm-hmm. for all of those reasons I think it deserves because of the the, the detail the time and the attention and and the beauty of it all I think it deserves to win the academy award although, you never know with the Academy. They gave, they may go with the more popular uh, Avengers movie. But I personally, if I were even if I were betting, I, I would put my money on Ready Player One. Yeah, I'd say Ready Player One. Um, Academy loves Spielberg, and when we did that dissection for that movie, we talked about there, there was a whole forty five minutes that we talked strictly visual. We effects. did. We really so did. I, I I mean, yes, Avengers covers. 10 different storylines that all just mixed together and it is comic book but also we know academy award doesn't give as much attention to the comic book movies as yeah. as much as they should but ready player one is definitely deserving yeah i i mean i i would think so it's you know it was one of my favorites of last year too but i mean just from a visual effects standpoint, so solid yeah it's yeah. so solid all right moving on to costume design we had the ballad of buster scruggs black panther the favorite mary poppins mary queen of scots i think it should be mary queen of scots um the the designer alexander barner she she's won five she's had five academy award nominations already and she's already won for elizabeth and the the dresses in that film beautiful Mina, what are your thoughts? I love the movie Mary Queen of Scots. I thought the costume design was brilliant, and I think period pieces tend to win when it comes to costume design. Mm-hmm. However, I think this year it is going to go to Black Panther. Yeah. I just don't see how it wouldn't. I think it was a movie that made such a huge statement. Um, and time and time again, we've seen the actors from the movie Black Panther making fashion statements, dressing in the Black Panther-type uh, costume design at award shows, I feel like it's going to be the year of Black Panther for this category. Yeah, for me, costume design, um, for me, it comes down to the favorite and Mary Queen of, of Scots, personally. I like Personally, I, I wouldn't mind if Mary Poppins wins, but I don't think it will. Uh, I am going to go for the favorite. Uh, I think, I think um, costumes in the favorite, uh, um, well, they actually played a part. They they were part of the satire, depending on how you had the wigs and the Tories, and, and the wigs were so ornate, and they were so quaffed up. There were roosters. The men wearing the wigs were literally roosters, right. and that's what The wigs was. had their own trailer. Character, they did. They did. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, um, 
So I'm going to go with the favorite. Uh, I'm going to go with the favorite is the one that should win, and that's the one that I want to win. Okay, Um, so it's a toss-up between Mary Queen and the favorite. I I wouldn't mind if uh, whoever wins in that. For makeup and hair, we have Border, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. Mary Queen of Scots, I think. I definitely think Vice on this one because the transformation of Christian Bale to Dick Cheney, incredible. Sam Rockwell to George Bush, wonderful. I I just think that that movie, that was the one thing that I paid attention to the most was just the transformations. Okay. Hollywood loves transformation stories. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know, I just don't understand with all the movies that have come out in 2018, you pick two movies that are relatively known. Well, Vice is probably the most known. Mary Queen of Scots, second. Mm-hmm. Border? <laughs> like, well, I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. No, no offense to Border, but no offense. I, don't think, I don't know anyone who saw it. Yeah, no offense, Border, but there were other movies that had come out utilizing, you know, that, that, that could have used, that had some great makeup, whether it's a great science fiction movie or, or, or it's like you said, the, you know, even a black Panther uh, or, or I, I just don't under, I just don't get it. Even I just do I'm surprised that yeah. wasn't up there for makeup I, I'm and I'm very surprised because that, that was a huge, 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 right. especially yeah. Emma Stone. Yeah. I don't get it personally. The updos, the wigs, uh, I mean, yeah. you, you love the transformation of both of you love the transformation of Christian Bale, but also <laughs> the transformation for Margot Robbie. She became Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And no, like they I, had absolutely. to make her they, ugly. Yeah. Uh, they, ugly is terrible. <laughs> ugly is a terrible word. No. I'm sorry. No, no, I know what you're saying. To, like, right. Margot Robbie is gorgeous, so they yeah. had to put makeup on her to make her less attractive. Honestly, I'm I and she did. almost <laughs> forgot about that. That that was such a great. That's such a good point right now. That is such oh. a good point. But I still, I still vote for. Vice. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I'm gonna That's go fair. with this one, Mary Queen of Scots, yeah. uh, for makeup. You know, there is one thing too. Since we were talking a little bit about snubs, and, and forgive me, I'm just going back one second. Yeah, I don't understand. Been? I don't understand. Just going back to visual effects, how Blade, uh, not Blade Runner, wasn't. Blade Runner came out last year, right? 2049? No, it came out October 2017. Oh my god, it feels like it was cinematography last year. Yeah, that's true. It was already in last year's But um, Forgive me then, it feels like it was just yesterday. Uh I mean, time just flies. (laughs) But uh, I think makeup and hairstyling, I think there should be more. There should be like at least two more. There's only three. What the heck? And there's so many movies that came out in 20, last year that could have been deserving. Where you watch the movie and go, wow, what a really good job. I can't recognize them. And I understand what you're saying about Vice, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that with uh, Churchill and Gary Oldman, right? Yes. Fantastic. Yes. He they became that. Churchill. He became Churchill and yeah. he became, uh, you know, and Christian Bale became um, that devil. Dick Cheney. Uh, Dick Cheney. <laughs> but, uh, Who, by the way, didn't die. It was all but <laughs> I go with your assessment because you're right. What you can do to Margot Robbie... <laughs> That's, that's such a that's good point. I, that's such a good yeah. point that I don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah. That is that's so what like, I go There's even a moment in that movie where she takes off the wig and you're right. like, oh. oh, it's visually, it's painful, but the yes. makeup sells it. Yes. So I would give it to Mary Queen. I, I, I agree. That's what yeah. I go with, too. All right. Original song. We have All the Stars from Black Panther. I'll Fight from RBG. The Place Where Lost Things Go, Mary Poppins. Shallow, A Star is Born. And um, when a cowboy trades the spurs for the 
Four Wings, The Ballard of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> shallow. Done. A Star is Born. Done. Yeah. 100% shallow Star is Born. To. Like, I can't imagine it going to anything else, especially mm-hmm. that song was played again and again and again and, and again. And to say that I rewatched A Star is Born last night is not a lie. So, I mean, that, Did you cry this time? No. Because I've seen it a million and a half times now, but it is just so well done. They did 17 sound mixes for that song. It's winning every award and mm-hmm. for whatever award is being nominated it it really doesn't have any other song to yeah. go up against i mean yeah. this is is shallows here yeah, yeah i yeah. think that you know my prediction is this is the only award that star is born wins unfortunately so, I think so too. um you know personally i really did enjoy the place where lost things go i mean this is a movie about uh well that is a song about loss um and it really resonated. I, I thought it was really re- well written. But, I, you know, you can't take away, I mean, what Shallow was. And, and that one's so just, great. like, if there is a sure bet in the Oscars, mm-hmm. I think Shallow, an original song, is it. It's, yeah. it. That's the one sure bet of all the categories this year. <laughs> That's the one thing. But it makes you feel like you listen to it, you get goosebumps. And like also the thing about Shallow, you can listen to it over and over again. You can sing it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Where the place where lost things go, you can't really see. There's no repeating factor on that. Uh, Shallow, uh, like you can repeat that song all day. But personally, if it were up to me, and I know this isn't nominated, I think it should have. It should go to "I'll Never Love Again." A Star Is Born, the song at the very, very end. I think that was. Much stronger than Shallow, but Shallow is wildly more popular. That or Always Remember Us This Way. That was also Mm. a very strong song from that soundtrack. I'm shocked that multiple songs weren't nominated from A Star Is Born. I'm surprised it only got one song in there because the songs were incredible. Yes, but to... To be fair, I think Shallow, I mean, A Star is Born easily could have gotten nominated for three, four different songs. Mm-hmm. But for the promotion and all the trailers and stuff, yeah. Shallow was Shallow the one was that they were pushing the, the most. They so really were. Yeah. All right. So original score, we have Black Klansmen. Um, uh, the, sorry. If Beale Street Could Talk, I Love Dogs, Mary Poppins. I think if Beale Street, in Black Street yeah, in Black, yeah, Black Panther. Um, I think if Beale Street could talk, that because the theme at the end of that film, I just remember it just it it felt I felt emotional at the end because mm-hmm. you know the, you felt the struggle that the the two couples went through and what they were still going through at the end. And for some reason, I remember if Beale Street could talk soundtrack more than all the others. That's exactly how I feel. I normally don't pay super close attention to the soundtrack in movies, but when I watched If Beale Street Could Talk, it was so prominent and so beautiful and so moving, and there's, like, this beautiful, like, classical sound, even though there were jazz elements here and there, like, interspersed between the movie. It was... Mm -hmm. I thought it was the best soundtrack out of any of the films that we've seen this year. Yeah, I think for me, it could either go uh, If Beale Street Could Talk or Black Klansman. Um, I think that, uh, and I was just looking up because I just want to make sure that I'm correct here, but I believe Black Klansman was another collaboration between Spike Lee and Terrence Blanchard, and I really think that that, his, his score was yet another score that was just phenomenal for what he was able to, yeah, Terrence Blanchard, uh, for Black Klansman and, and 
what it did for that movie and how it played. The, it was like the perfect bed. But again, the same can easily be said about If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah, because Nicholas be... Patel uh, won yeah. for Moonlight. And he yeah, was the I mean, same composer for If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah, I wouldn't be... I would want... I. Terrence Blanchard, uh, I, I would love to see him win, but if I wouldn't be unhappy if Bill Street could talk. Uh, I think it's between those two for for uh, the original score. Same. Again, I'm surprised that somebody like Alan Silvestri wasn't nominated for like Ready Player One. Right. Again, because that score was amazing, and the way he was intertwining other pop score movies i thought was fantastic there there were so many and there were a lot of diegetic actual songs yeah. on that movie mm-hmm. i mean we we heard a score but the things that you remember the most are the actual original songs yeah, so you so. can't really give it to him when the songs were more mm-hmm. memorable all right moving on to production design we have black panther first man the favorite mary poppins return and roma Ooh, this is a hard one. This is so hard. This Honestly, is, I'm, I'm like at a loss for... I, I'm at a tie with a couple of them right now. Right. I put Black Panther because they had to create a whole world for that. And it was believable. It was futuristic, but yet still realistic at the same time. Mm-hmm. And overall, gorgeous film. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say either The Favorite or Roma. Uh, the Favorite because... like. Everything was just immaculate, just like what you were saying earlier with the wigs and, like, the setting and the lighting, everything. Everything was so beautiful and beautifully done, and there was so much detail, um, so much attention to detail there. And then for Roma, I would say it's very rare to have a movie where you feel like you are actually there and to the point where it just feels so authentic and raw and real and that's why I feel like they did a great job with the production design from, the, I don't know, just how the house was and how it felt welcoming to just every single detail throughout the entire film. I just feel like it's going to be a toss-up between Roma or The Favorite for me. Okay. Yeah, and for me, it goes either The Favorite uh, or Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, I, I, again, I really loved uh, Mary Poppins Returns, what they did with England, Um uh, the house, uh, Admiral Boom's uh, uh, rooftop, uh, and and just the way that the whole uh, th- that that movie looked. Going to the favorite again, you know, again the 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 attention to the design, u- utilizing the castle. We talked about the favorite, um, yeah. and and how they utilize their sets and what they brought to life for that time period. I thought was um, fantastic. So for me, it's you know. Either one wins, I think, uh, and hope that it'll go to the favorite. Um, so, actually, well, my heart says I'd love to see Mary Poppins. I think it'll be the favorite. <laughs> oh yeah, Mary Poppins was actually very solid. But the you know the the musical numbers. I mean, we had the whole street lamp mm-hmm. um, number, which was like seven minutes long, and also the the book cases going up and down. So, I mean, Mary Poppins has a very strong chance in that as well. Sound mixing. We if have, it were to win, it would yeah, be the only thing. It, it, again, like we said with the original song, if Mary Poppins is to pull out anything, that would be the only one that it would get. Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, moving on to sound mixing, we have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. I'm torn between A Star is Born or Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, 
because the main crux of the movie is the music. It's music related, and when it comes to music, there's a lot of sound mixing and sound editing. They they kind of go hand in hand, but I I think both did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I would say Bohemian Rhapsody for this one specifically. I feel like there was so much that was done with even when they're like going over the. The, the name of the title of the, the movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, that song specifically, and how that was pieced together in the movie with the, the mixing of sound and them going over and over and over again to get that perfect song right. in that scene. Again. Yeah. You I get just higher. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I feel like it's going to go to Bohemian Rhapsody for sure. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's either, uh, I'm with you, Marissa, I think uh, I go A Star is Born in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, you know, A Star is Born... For me, one of the aspects of the movie that 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 surprised me was how immersive it was. And I saw the um, I saw Stars Born at the Dolby, um, an AMC Dolby, yeah, we, we at, talked at about an, that. A, in an AMC Dolby theater. And when you were brought on stage, the sound was so amazing; like it was an amazing concert. It was it was a great concert footage for a concert that never existed. But it was a great concert footage. Mm-hmm. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody goes under the same thing as well um, because that actually was 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 creating these these concerts that happened, um, and you got to see how things were sound mixed. But I think for the sound mixing, really, A Star Is Born really made me feel as if I were on stage with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Uh, you know, and that was part of the visceral uh, appeal of A Star is Born for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And also, I, I know they kind of go hand in hand, sound mixing and sound editing, because our next category is actually sound editing. But I think who should definitely get um, honorable mention also, or who who <laughs> who didn't get mentioned was A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. For sound mixing. For sound, yeah, for sound mixing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many moments where you see the, spoiler alert, monster, and um, off screen, but in the same scene, you would see like a deaf child mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the actual sound of what the audience is hearing, like literally seconds back to back. So and I think that definitely goes with sound mixing. So. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do an honorable mention, too, for me, you know, I go back to like Ready Player One, the sound in that movie. And I saw that at the Warner Brothers screening room, like, especially that opening race. Which you can and the oh, final right. battle mm-hmm. when Iron Giant comes out, and it was again immersive, uh, just a wonderful immersive experience. And I would even say Infinity War. Um, I'd also, you know, you know, the sound in the Infinity War was something pretty amazing as well. I would also put Annihilation. You remember that? Uh, yeah, oh, but, but the I whole <laughs> monstrous sure, bear sure. creature. Uh-huh. Enigma kind of thing that was because they they mix like three different animal sounds. Mm-hmm. So I think I with, uh, with below the line categories, a lot of times what happens is there's probably twenty great selections here. So the way they narrow it down is just by picking the most critically acclaimed ones and mm-hmm. just making those the choices. These probably aren't technically the best five sound mix films of the year, but in the large crop of options, they're the most critically acclaimed. Is what I think. Uh, okay, and they're the most recent. Because Annihilation yeah. came out March of 2018, yeah. so it was a little too early in the year. But hey, Ready Player One's still getting some nominations here and sure, there. Sure, sure. Um, but that moves us into sound editing. We have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. 
I think it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Out of that choice, yeah, Bohemian. Yeah, Star is Born isn't even an option in this one, so no. I would say Bohemian Rhapsody again. I would say Bohemian Rhapsody for the montages that we had. Yeah, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is a good one. Listen, I, look, I'm not going to get on my Roma soapbox, but sound played a, a major part of this, so do not... Do not be surprised if it takes both of these awards. I'm yeah. not picking it because I have my, my 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 reasons why. For me, for sound editing, to me, it's to me this is a tough category because for all the reasons you mentioned, a quiet place. I really think that a quiet place also fits into this category too, as yeah. far as sound editing. Where are you going to add sound? How do you take sound away? How do you mute the sound? How do you make it loud? Um, to me, that was an incredible feat at what they were able to do. But another movie that we haven't really talked about, too, is uh, First Man. Now, I wasn't a fan of the movie First Man. However, I can't take away from from the sound, from when that rocket uh, blasts off, uh, mm-hmm. when they are in space. The use or lack of sound, too, was very striking in that movie and how it was put together. Um, personally, I would like to see A Quiet Place win. Uh, I wouldn't be upset if Bohemian won. I just have a feeling it might go to Roma. Really interesting. I think Roma's going to win. Why Roma for that? Well, because Roma, uh, again, one of the one of the uh, it's critical things that have one of the positive things, one of the major assets of Roma has been its sound and the way the sound has been utilized and edited into the movie. So when a jet is seen in the reflection of a puddle and it's flying overhead, how that's edited in, mm. why is that important? Now, we have the whole me, water puddle. Right. At the to me, the whole the thing with Roma is that had you not seen it in a theater, you will not get those wonderful nuances. And that's probably I don't know how many people here saw Roma in a theater. I did not, to be honest with you, because it's a Netflix movie. But people who have been talking about Roma talk about the importance of its sound editing and sound mixing. I didn't pick it. I told you the ones that I thought could win. I would love A Quiet Place. Um, Also, check out another show that we do here on The Fly Filmmaking. We actually had the sound editors, Ethan Vanderen, Eric Adol, come in and talk uh, about it because they had to develop sound envelopes for a movie that you can't speak. So it it is basically 85% sound. So I think it really should go to A Quiet Place. All right, moving on to film. Editing, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, The Favorite, and Vice. Ooh, I think Bohemian Rhapsody. It'd be great if our friend John Ottman won. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to go to Bohemian Rhapsody just because there were so many scenes that were so long and they could have condensed that film, edited it down. Like, I, I didn't fair. think it was the strongest thing about that movie. Um, I think it's going to go to Vice. Well, I don't think it's going to go to Vice. I want it to go to Vice just because there were so many parts that that stood out stylistically where they made it seem like the movie was going to end. And then they're like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> the, like, the they, false it was, post-credit thing. It was fun. The editing was really fun. It had a very unique style to it. It helped move the plot forward by by showing, like, by making it a satire, by showing something so serious, but 
in a, through a comedic lens. So I, I definitely feel like the editing of Vice was one of its strongest features. Okay, Dimitri. Yeah, for me, th- this one's a tough one. Um, I totally get what you're saying about Bohemian Rhapsody. I would love to see John Ottman win uh, an award and his efforts in Bohemian Rhapsody, considering uh, everything surrounding that movie. I think they, I think it worked. I, I, I disagree. I think the editing from the '70s and how to make it look like a '70s movie, the concert footage, the montage sequences, right? The montage sequences of of, of literally getting a song off the ground in a studio and what we're seeing from cutting from singing to swinging speakers to the concert footage at the Live Aid, I I really think in making it look real and and making it cohesive and giving a pace, I really think that the editing is one of the things that saves it and, 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 and keeps Bohemian Rhapsody at a really pace that people like. But I also think that black, the editing in black Klansman is, is just, Again, I think that Black Klansman is Spike Lee's most accomplished movie, and I think the editing in that film was just fantastic. From and again, he was using different cameras, camera angles, and piecing this together and capturing performance in Black Klansman to me um, was amazing. So for me, I think it'll go Bohemian Rhapsody. But I would love to see Black Klansman get it. Okay. Real quick, interesting tidbit. Yeah. Mina, I'm glad you brought up Vice. Um, mm-hmm. That is the movie that's been most divisive with its editing. So some mm-hmm. critics have said the editing is the thing that makes the movie what it is. And for those who hate Vice, they say the editing is clunky and obtrusive. So Really? Yeah. It just huh? depends. I think it depends on if you like the movie or not. I really right. like that. And also the, the yeah. editing was purposely, you can tell a Democrat <laughs> edited it. Yeah. Just saying. But also, I think an honorable mention that I'm surprised didn't get any searching. We, we talked, uh, yeah, we talked, yeah. We talked about that film, but how long it took for them to edit from screen to screen. And granted, I, I know yeah. it, it was a different type of convention of, of filming, but the editing process no, Marissa, I worked think you, so perfectly in that Marissa, film. I think you're 100% on this one. I, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why they don't pay attention. I, I don't like searching deserved a lot of more love. Uh, I think, uh, especially in a tech category. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had met the editors. They, yeah, the work that they put into that movie and how they made it cohesive. Ridiculous. I mean, and, and how they, like flawless, how they, <laughs> like made how they the, just go from scene to scene to scene. And they kept the pace and the editing takes you out of the fact, like, you forget that all you're, re- you're watching a movie screen, but you're watching a screen within a screen within a screen. And they kept it cohesive, and they kept the pacing going, and they kept the mystery going. I, I agree with you 100%. How it didn't get nominated is tragic. It's a movie that relied on its editing yeah. in order for it to be. It's all editing. Yeah. All Absolutely. Right. Well. You know, we, I think in consensus, we all agreed. Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> might might take that one. So, all right, best foreign language film: Capernaum, Cold War, Never Look Away, and Roma and Shoplifters. Admittedly, I've only seen one, but I've heard good things about uh, Cold War as well, and that that's kind of being another front runner for foreign. Because I think right now the 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 race is between Roma and Cold War. Mm-hmm. I've only seen Roma, so I can only speak to that. Uh, but 
you know, it's already gotten 10 nominations for the Oscars. It is loved and hailed by critics. And it's, it's already, already won, won awards. Yeah, Golden Globes, Critics' yeah. Choice, and BAFTA. Yeah, I think it's going to be Roma, but I I don't have the fullest understanding just because I haven't seen the other ones. Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, if if there wasn't so, so much momentum for Roma, I would say this is the award that it's deserved to win, is the foreign language film. But Again, this is the one, this is the, the, here's my caveat. Here is where I will soften up and say (laughs) that Roma should win foreign language, but I believe it'll go to Cold War. Cold War is the one that I would put my money down on. Okay, I hear Cold War is great. Unfortunately, it's it's such a limited, for foreign language is usually very limited, even for us here in LA who have access to basically all the movies. Sure. Um, Even Cold War was very limited and on to see it uh but the academy loves alfonso Cuarón, and it's already been winning the past awards so it has roma has a good chance of winning that all right best live action short film uh, again it's it, it is hard to to cover these particular categories because they're really only available to the the members of academy awards who have screeners to it but, but best live action short film we have detainment Falv, marguerite mother and skin um, I'm going with mother, mother, and I can't. I can't. Um, yeah, I don't have another. Like, a, there's no snub. That's that's where I would put my money on. Mother. Unfortunately, I can't really speak to this one because I have not seen all of them. There, there are a, a few categories that are hard to cover because not e- even us and the regular audience haven't even seen them, sure. let alone heard of them. Mm-hmm. So, all right, moving on to best documentary short subject, we have Black Sheep and Game. Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, Period, End of Sentence. I've seen two of them. I've seen Endgame and Period, End of Sentence. Both are serious subjects. Um, Endgame was a downer. I, <laughs> I was like, you have to be in the mood <coughs> for that one because it is about um, health and being in the hospital. There, One story, we're focusing on a woman who has cancer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it is a, it's a health type of documentary and it's not a happy one either um but it's hard to pick because i haven't seen the other ones but period end of sentence was actually pretty interesting have any of you life i would go with is i I, you know the 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 academy loves downers but i i couldn't i couldn't watch in game yeah sorry yeah i know you can't just couldn't do it won't do it. <laughs> um, but period, period, end of sentence is actually very interesting because it just makes you realize here in America how blessed we are to have access to such simple um, toiletries where the women in in a whole completely different country don't and they have to make their own tampons and pads mm-hmm. for for their womanly time of the month. It's it's actually very fascinating. It makes you just realize what other mm-hmm. third world countries go through. So um, for a good documentary subject, I think it, that should definitely get um, some credit there. All right, moving on to best documentary, we have Free Solo, Hill County, This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap of Fathers and Son in RBG. Uh, I'd either say Free Solo or RBG. Everyone's loving Free Solo because of the immersive right. visuals of actually climbing 
um, it, it takes you to a place where not many people can go. No. And uh, so it's either free solo or RBG for me. You know? I've heard the most about RBG. Uh, I've heard a little bit about Minding the Gap, but I haven't seen these, so I really can't speak to them. Yeah, I mean, my heart goes for for RBG, and the only thing at this point that I would say is going for it, outside of it being an outstanding movie, um, you know, our political landscape, the Academy being who they are, might go for it. But I really honestly think that if you're betting, you, you go with Free Solo because of its just, number one, it's a documentary, and it's a extremely visceral experience that... Mm -hmm you would normally get in a Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's happened, like you're seeing it play out live. So that's what people are gravitating towards. And I, and I understand. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be upset at all if Free Solo wins. I, I, I you know, I was a really big supporter of RBG from, 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 from the beginning. I love that movie. And I learned, I got, I, I came away from both those, I came away from the movies learning something, but RBG, like my heart says, I really want that movie to win, yeah. but I think it's going to go free solo. Mm -hmm. And again, wouldn't Agreed. be unhappy. I think really happened. the only thing going against RBG, because it's a very solid documentary. I was laughing, but also learning a lot of things about her life. It is very politically driven as well. And sometimes not really. No, there are many Republicans I mean, in that movie. I mean, when you look at when you look at the landscape today, many people are still in office who not who who pushed her through right. that you wouldn't that today. And that's one of the things that shocked the hell out of me while watching that movie is going. Oh, he did what he wow. Um, right, uh, Orrin Hatch is the and I'm like going, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and so. To me, that was a time when really bipartisanship like meant something. And this woman touched people on both parties. That, to me, was the strength of RBG. That is the strength of her. And I didn't find it to be... I thought it was going to be politically leaning towards one way. But when you saw her with Scalia, too, I was like, "That's they were the best of friends mm -hmm. uh, outside. And... To me, that that to me was the strength because I came away walking away, didn't thinking that it was leaning either way because she, that's just the woman that she is. Yeah, and and it was a wonderful. I, I came away feeling really fantastic uh, and rooting for RBG. So when you hear that she's in the hospital. You just go, oh, you come feel on. For her. You it's do. like, fight, woman, fight. And that's all she's done. <laughs> I know. In, like, in life, so. Don't don't mess with RBG. Yeah. Um, but also, we would be remiss if we didn't mention Won't You Be My Neighbor should have been. Yeah. Uh, well, where the heck yes. is it? Well, I don't, it should have been I on this list. that documentary. I literally, it made me well, tear like, we, we all watched it. It was fantastic. It was very informative. Yeah, I don't. Why wasn't it? That, it was feel good. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, there, there are actually two documentaries that I'm very shocked didn't make this list. Won't You Be My Neighbor being one of them. Uh, again, being a documentary and being that it makes you feel really good. And there's nothing wrong with that today. And I think it's really needed. And it was so... And the movie was really discussed. It was discussed equally as much, if not even more, than RBG. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't understand why it didn't get any Academy love. 
And it came and around at the same time in the summer. Almost, almost the same. Like, like within week, like yeah. one or two weeks of each other. It's mm-hmm. seemingly so. And then the other movie that I was very surprised about, because it got a lot of positive mentions and notices, was uh, Three Identical Strangers. Yeah. Again, another story that you go, oh my god, like that's crazy that that could happen and did happen. And again, it had a, I don't know, I, I just. I don't understand where the Academy love was for documentary. I don't get it. I get solo, a free solo, and I get RBG. I get mine the gap. But these other two. Should have also been on. And it just makes me wonder, like, why some categories only have three nominations and why don't have enough. Right. right. Who who decides who who gets, like, oh, we're only going to pick three. So arbitrary. What the heck? It seems that way. All right. So moving on to cinematography, we have Cold War, the favorite Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star is Born. Honestly, I think it's going to go to Roma because... Again, Academy loves Afonso Cuarón. He's mm-hmm. won cinematography already for uh, Gravity. Like it makes sense, Roma, and they spent so much time. That movie is fifty percent, if not, if more than that, just cinematography. You're just watching everything on screen. You're waiting for someone to talk. I wouldn't mind if it was the favorite or Roma. The favorite was great with its cinematography, but I think Roma had like a very like special style where you know it's like you're you're honing in on like every single thing that happens from when he pulls up into his car with his like cigarette to like every detail and, Three and then minutes you also of see, parking a car and you also see like all of mexico and the camera is like following along with mm-hmm. the protagonist of the movie so i yeah i think it's gonna be roma but it could possibly be the favorite yeah yeah i mean i go with the favorite listen i, I you know Roma for me. Fisheye? Is. Well, here's what I loved about the favorite. It wasn't just the fisheye, it was just the look uh, where, you know, just various scenes when Emma Stone's character gets booted out of the carriage. And it's almost mm. like as if she's coming right at you. Um, the wipes, the, 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 the fisheye lens, like when she's up in the, 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 the I, I don't want to say the rafters, but when she's in the, on the staircase. Seeing the little twist go on, and then the camera comes down. I mean, I really thought the cinematography was beautiful in this. Uh, had I seen Roma in a movie theater, I, 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 I would have thought that the cinematography was fantastic. Uh, 90% of the country couldn't see Roma in a movie theater, so it, it gets nothing from me. So I'm going to go with a favorite. I think it it's will also be Roma. hard. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, bias because I did see Roma the first time I saw it. I saw it on like a 70 inch screen. So I did have a big screen to watch it on. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that felt more immersive than watching it on my cell phone or a laptop like normal people would when yeah, they're but watching it's not a, a Netflix movie. Theater movie. Screen. Even a landmark I mean, small theater. Yes, it was released but, via Netflix, but they did have a very, very limited release in theaters that as well. not many people can get to. No, I know. So, I, know. I mean, but, it was a disservice, I think, to the movie, but. But in a way, it, it opened up more doors for people worldwide to see it because of Netflix. Yeah, and everyone's talking about the, the whole ocean scene at the end uh, of Roma, so I think... And give it to Alfonso Cuaron, because he actually did the cinematography for it. I just want to say real quick, it's very interesting, there are more foreign films nominated here than American films, and I wonder if that's unprecedented for the awards or not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that, yeah. yeah. Good point. There's a good, there's a good amount. Uh, all right, moving on to original <laughs> screenplay. The favorite 
first reformed green book and Roma and Vice. I I would love love if we went to Green Book because mm. it's so solid. Mina, uh, I don't know. I think I could see it going to Vice just because you know Adam McKay had to take a lot of. Uh, I guess, artistic freedom and liberty to fill in the gaps where no knowledge existed. <laughs> so I, I, it could be that he used his creativity to kind of retell a, s- a story in American history that we don't have every single detail of. But at the same time, uh, Green Book has already won uh, for the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And that was a surprise win, too, so yeah. you don't knock it. So that's why I'm debating it it could be Green Book, but I want it to be Vice. I really don't know which way it's going to go. You tend to win if you win in the Golden Globes category. The same thing, you tend to win the Oscar for it. So I think it's going to be Green Book, but I want it to be Vice. Okay. Me too. I mean, I would very much like it to be Green Book. I don't, to be honest, I don't understand why Roma is there. Like, what's screenplay? For screenplay. I I don't originally, I don't. It's more I of mean, like it's personal a, adaptation of his life. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I mean, the Green Book to me is, uh, you know, that that was a movie that worked, and it was, you know, it's a story about a real odd couple, and it's a good crowd pleasing movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, the other thing, it could go uh, to it could go to the favorite for its, you know, very acerbic nastiness um you know but personally i'd love to i want the green book yeah that i go for i'm predicting a oh, career which... oscar for paul schrader here say yeah. that again oh, for first I said, i'm predicting a career oscar for paul schrader even if it's not the best script of the year i think i think the academy feels like his due is up and i think he's gonna win interesting, interesting. all right I, i'm gonna everybody. note that Right. Mr. Graham. <laughs> oh, also, I love your note about Sorry to Bother You. I That All was right. one of my favorite movies of the year. I thought it was so great. It was so creative. And I'm shocked that it got nothing. Yeah. No it love. was so, so creative. No love. Neither there. did The Hate You Give. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have well. it. I have that farther down in my list, but we're, we're definitely getting there because we're slowly running out of time. Um, moving on to adapted screenplay, we have the bus, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman. Can you ever forgive me if Beale Street could talk? A star is born. Mm. Ooh, you know I have so it. Hard. It's a toss up between Black Klansman and If Beale Street Could Talk for me. Yeah, I'm going to say If Beale Street Could Talk, you're adapting it from a book, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it, it could be A Star is Born, although I don't think A Star is Born, this one was the strongest adaptation because there have been three other versions, so I'd, I'm going to have to say If Beale Street Could Talk. It's really hard to make something like that engaging and, and good when it's coming from a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's Black Klansman or If Beale Street Can Talk. If I had, uh, my heart goes with Black Klansman. I think that it's definitely one of the best pictures of the year. And I think what it was able to accomplish from a screenplay uh, and from performance, but its screenplay was able to juggle so many things uh, and it could go, it, it, it added things of humor um, that, that, that there was, there was some satire, there was some political social commentary and it all did it in a way in which you never felt like you were taking your medicine. It never really beat you over the head with it. And I really thought that the screenplay to that was brilliant. So I would love to see black Klansman go. I think it's a toss up. Um, I'm going with black Klansman. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if, if Bill street could talk 
takes right. it away. I'd have to say honorable mentions. I think Colette should have been nominated um, because that's a real life story. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. uh, Keira Knightley did fantastic as Colette. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people know the story. It's about yeah. a woman who ghost wrote for a man. And her he's husband. The, yeah, yeah, and he's the one who got all the credit. So mm-hmm. it's good that they gave a movie um, focusing on the woman's point of view. Mm-hmm. And where was that in the nominations? And The Hate You Give? Yeah, The Hate definitely. You Give. I was, again, that that's another movie that didn't get a lot of love this year. There was a little bit of controversy about the movie, about the novelization and the adaptation from book to screen, um, which made no sense to me. And I actually had a conversation with 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 the uh, with the lead with with star about this and it was just a silly I don't get it people said that the character wasn't uh wasn't dark enough uh in the movie as opposed to the book and I was like okay and I had and I had a conversation with my neighbors who I was trying to get them to watch the movie and I said forget about all that and just watch the movie I go, did you read the book? No. And they're like, just watch the movie Mm -hmm. and judge it on that. I go, and and what they were able to accomplish from a movie and putting it from book to screen, I think, again, a missed opportunity. Yes, definitely missed opportunity and great performances in that as well. Fantastic. Uh, Moving on to animated shorts, we have Animal Behavior, Bow, Late Afternoon, One Small Step, and The Weekends. Honestly, I haven't seen any of these. So it's hard for me to, to give anything. For me, it's Bao. Bao. Bao, um, uh, which was on the head of, uh, I believe it was on the head of Incredibles 2. Um, oh, I have a, seen Bao. What, yeah, what, what, that's what the, a, the, the one about the, the, the dumpling. Chinese mother and the dumpling. Yeah, the dumpling. And, that was so cute. And it's, You're right. What to me, Bao was able to accomplish is while you're watching it, you're going, this is just weird. Like, this is like, like what is going on here? And then, but emotionally but you emo- felt. But you feel at it at end. the end right. when everything ties in and it's the harmony of the dumpling and the harmony of the family. I thought it was, I thought it was, and then when it was over, I was like, yeah, wow, like, that was beautiful. Darn it, Disney, you got me again in yeah, seven it was, minutes. It was a beautiful short. Darn. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Moving on to animated feature, we have Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Spider-Man <clears throat> Into the Universe. Honestly, Spider-Man Into the Universe, because visually is just something we have not seen yet. With all the animated films that we've had in the past 20 years, Spider-Man was definitely new and original. So, And it's winning all the awards. So I give it to Spider-Man. I the only reason I give it to Spider Man, even though I haven't seen it, is because it's won all of the awards, which leads me to believe it's going to win the Oscars. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Isle of Dogs. I thought it was a really solid story, and it was very heartwarming and great style. And I I like the the stop motion animation. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, it we it, uh, it was going to be Incredibles too until Spider Man Into the Spider Verse came came along. Yep. And it wasn't just because of the style of animation as well. The story uh for which it, it told. Um you know, it it really was taking from from the Pixar book. Like you can make uh you can use that medium to tell some fantastic stories. And it's such a wonderful, lovely art form. Uh and they don't have to just be geared towards kids. Uh, we're going to talk more about this next week when we talk about how to train your dragon three. Oh, that's um, so good. You know, but Moving the on. medium in, in, in this case is, it is, is as Pixar uses it, 
It's a tool. The, the first and foremost, you need a story. And Spider-Man into the into the Spider-Verse had a story. It had, had like really good seven so- different stories. Yeah, but somehow but it was still like very cohesive. But its main story too. I mean, it was really, it was really fantastic in the way that it was able to blend all those styles together and make it comprehensible. That it's going to win. Exactly. So Pixar, you're running, you're running animated. It's going to end, but, but you're you know going to lose to a good competitor. Yeah, it's okay it's, because it's okay. even next year, okay. they'll have right. Toy Story 4 right. in the running. Yeah, so. I'm, I don't feel bad for Take that. a break this year. Yeah. It's fine. You're like It won't take away <coughs> any of the other awards you've already even won. Brad Bird had said he thinks Into the Spider-Verse is going to win. Right. Brad Bird! I mean, come on. <laughs> so. All right, moving on because we only have a few more minutes left. Director! Ooh, there's big categories. We have the big categories now. Director, Spike Lee. <coughs> Klansman, Paul Polakowski for Cold War, Yorgos Lanthimos for the favorite Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice. Alfonso. I'm going to give it to Alfonso. This is so hard. Like, every single person on there is so deserving of this in my eyes. Um, But I'm going to have to say Alfonso Cuaron as well. Okay. Yeah, Roma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I I wanted to go to Spike Lee. I think he made his most accomplished movie of his career, and he's made Black many Klansman. great movies. Uh, but Black Klansman, to me, I think what he was able to, from a directorial standpoint, what he was able to pull out of performances for his actors, that's the movie that I'd want to win. Uh, I think it's going to unfortunately go to the movie that 90% of the people in this country couldn't see in a theater. So Right, and also, I mean, you've heard it from everybody else, but Bradley Cooper definitely <clears throat> should have been nominated. And I also think... Josie Rourke for Mary Queen of Scots. There were no female nominations mm-hmm. for a director, and like it still pisses me off. Yeah, I was, I was like, very. It, just when all the awards, not just the Academy Awards, um, I was surprised of the lack of Bradley Cooper being nominated for director. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, A Star Is Born, rested on his shoulders, and they were using his name. Like front and center, like mm-hmm. this is a Bradley Cooper film, and that's that's like that was his first movie. If that movie sucked, it could have torpedoed his career, but he didn't. And I yeah. think the movie lives and breathes again. Just going back into the concert footage and what he was able to get out of Lady Gaga and Sam Elliott as as an actor, yeah, what he was able to do, I was very surprised. E- even Dice, even um, Andrew Dice yeah, Clay, Andrew yeah, Dice Clay. I, he yeah. just. And again, the concert footage, like when, when and it helps that he he's already an experienced actor who's been in yeah. other Academy Award nominated films, mm-hmm. worked with other Academy Award directors, you know. So like he he has the experience he that I, he put into his work. He had far so. more. He, that movie was far better than I ever anticipated it to be, and in part because of his direction. I he surprised me. As to uh, how capable he was. Yeah, it was my favorite of 2018, obviously. All right, moving into supporting actors, we have Amy Adam for Vice, uh, Marina de Tavira for Roma, Regina King, if Beale Street could talk, Emma Stone, the favorite, and Rachel Vice, the favorite. I would say Regina King, she's already won a Golden Globe and Critics' Choice, and Girl is Due. She had, she's had an amazing career, and she hasn't won. Yeah, girl is due. I feel um, no disrespect to Amy Adams, but I feel like we can rule her out for Vice. I don't think she had a super strong performance portraying Dick Cheney's wife. Um, 
I thought for the longest time it would be Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. She had a very powerful performance, um, especially when she's trying to change her wig and decide if she wants to wear the wig, not wear the wig. And then you have that emotional breakdown later on in Beale Street where um, she just feels like, wow, I've tried everything and this lady won't budge and so much is on the line right now. Very powerful performance. Um, however, I think now after seeing Roma, yeah, you love. I really did like uh, Marina de Tavira's performance. I thought it was very strong. Um, I think she did the perfect job balancing, you know, the nurturing mom with the wife who's been betrayed with, you know, trying to be the friend of the maid, but also the boss of the maid. She had such a wonderful performance. I think she could be the... The one who kind of, like, rises from the shadows and, and steals that Oscar from Regina. And surprises. Yeah, right. she could be a huge surprise. Dimitri, quick. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go to Regina King for sure. Um, in the, you know, it, for me, it was it was sad that Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are cannibalizing each other from the favorite. I think right. both, I think, like, I can't look at either performance and go, oh, you were better than this one. I thought they were so amazing together. <laughs> it's so, it's yeah, hard for so me. To, I feel yeah. bad. I, I actually do. I feel bad for them because it's like people ask me, I'm like, my head explodes. I'm like, they're both fantastic. Like, I can't look at one and say that they were better because they were so good. Uh, on Meet the Movie Press, I had said Rachel Weiss because I haven't seen her in a while. And it was great to see her. And you go, God, she's, it's really great to see her. And she's so good. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's going to go Regina. Yeah. All right. Moving on to supporting actor, we have Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell, Vice. I would love Mahershala Ali because he's won Golden Globe, The SAG, Critics' Choice, and BAFTA for his role for Green Book. So I definitely think Mahershala's going to get it. It's going to be Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, and, you know, good for him. He already got it from Moonlight. Yeah. So. Oh, He's also, so good. By the way, first Muslim actor to win an Oscar. Yeah, good for him, so win another. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go to him, but um, personally, I, I'm rooting for Adam Driver. I have, I have not seen a performance this year that has been so nuanced and so complicated uh, in what he had to carry off. Um, there are scenes in that. Yeah. Oh, it, well, but it, yeah, I mean, it was conflict that was brought up on him. Um, and it, it was self, self be, be, it was a character that was becoming self-aware mm-hmm. of, 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 his religious history that he didn't care for, as it was stated at the beginning of the movie. Driver's performance in this, where he had to play racial bigot and he had to rethink his own humanity. He had to rethink his his, his human nature. Right. I, I thought it was the best performance of all. I won't be, uh, uh, you know, if Ali wins, I will not be unhappy because it's such a good movie, too. And he was fantastic in it. So it's good. a really good movie. I think the the moment that the, I would give it to Mahershal was when he's out on the street and it's raining at oh, night. Mm. Sure, absolutely. And he's like, if I'm not black enough, what am I? If I'm not white enough, what am I? And I'm like, absolutely. yep, give it to him now. They're going to probably right now. use that Just clip. Just like call cut yeah. and give him the award. Yeah. 
So, and like Mount Herschel is killing it. He's been having a solid three mm-hmm. years. He was in so. Alita too, which yeah, we're gonna cover he's, next. He's been in Alita. He's been in this one. He was in he's on obviously True Romance right now. Yeah, True uh, Romance. Not True, true, true uh, no, Detective. No, True Detective. Oh yeah, um, True, true, true <laughs> Detective. Um, different movie. Different. Green Book. But he was also in Hidden Figures last year. So right. like he's having a solid, solid year. Good for him. Two years really. Um, so moving on to lead actress. We had, we only had three more categories left, and these are the doozies. Leading actress, we have Yalitza Aparicio from Roma, Glenn Close, the wife, Olivia Colman, the favorite, Lady Gaga, Star is Born, Melissa McCarthy, can you ever forgive me? Honestly, I think Glenn's going to take it, even though it, I think a runner-up to that would be Lady Gaga for sure. I wonder if uh, Yalitza... Aparicio with zero acting experience is going to take the Oscar just because they love Roma so much. Um, I think it should be Lady Gaga as well. Her performance was so moving and for her to be a singer who doesn't typically act to to just have that stunning, stunning performance. um, Wow. Hats off to her. I I loved her performance. I thought it was incredible. Because you're not watching Lady Gaga. You're watching an actress get lost in a performance. You're watching an actual performance. I don't think it's going to be her, though. watching a character. I don't think she's going to win. I don't think it's going to be her, But I want it to be her. She had one of my favorite performances of the year. It's definitely deserving of a win. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I um, I think it is definitely deserving. And again, it's another aspect of the film that... Bradley Cooper as a director was able to pull out of her, get out of her this amazing performance. Um, personally, I do think it's going to go to Glenn Close. It just seems yeah. the numbers are all there for She's her. Been winning it. But I would love to see Olivia Coleman win for the favorite. I think that uh, her tragic performance of that queen, I, I thought, was just amazing. So, um, you know, I it, it's unfortunate, and and again, as Melissa McCarthy, she was very good in Can You Ever Forgive Me. Um, you know, Lady Gaga. I, I, listen, she should she should be thrilled that she was nominated because she and it's worthy. It's a worthy nomination, yeah, for sure. Um, so she has, if she chooses to do so, working with the right people, she she has a career ahead of her as an actress. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. All right, moving on to lead actor. We have Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper, Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Rami. Yeah. He's winning everything. Oh. His performance was so incredibly solid. I mean, movement coach, He granted he wasn't really like singing, singing per se, because you can't really mimic... Um, you know, Queen and just Freddie Mercury in and of himself because he's already a, a legend. So it is to re-sing songs of him. Mm-hmm. But Rami, you you believed the character. You believed his mom. Mm-hmm. His mom. And he's like, he's such a strong actor. And he's winning all the awards, too. So yeah. odds are definitely in his favor. 100% you know? Rami Malek. I'm a little biased. Gotta support my Arab brother over yeah. here. <laughs> Um, but he had such an amazing performance. He hasn't, this is like his breakout role. I mean, he, you other have than a, Mr. Robot, I think other than Mr. Robot. Yeah. Because this is film. So I just feel like this is really like the movie that's, that, that's putting him on the map because everyone's seen Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like loved by audiences more than critics, I think. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I really, really, really hope he wins. I think the second in line would be Christian Bale 
but I I hope it goes to Rami Malek. His performance was absolutely incredible. All right, Dimitri. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. The Academy loves a transformation, and and had Rami Malek not been in this category, I would definitely go Christian Bale because his his performance is like is is not too dissimilar to. Gary Oldman's performance as Churchill. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that transformative, right? I mean, and he is amazing uh, as a role, but I think the numbers and everything else is going Rami's way. The other thing, too, is, um, and look, I wouldn't be disappointed if Christian Bill won, but if Rami wins, the other thing that we know for a fact is we're going to get a very gracious, amazing uh, acceptance speech yeah. from, from from the gentleman. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think won he's won multiple gonna, times. You know, I think I think it's going to go to to yeah, him. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think I think another honorable mention that sh- uh, I think Lucas Hedges for Boy Boy Race should have been definitely mm. considered. Listen, you know, if we want to talk about actress, uh, I don't know how Julia Roberts got overlooked for Ben is back. Yeah, I, I just don't under I don't I don't get it. I don't. Again, a woman who's been in this industry for a ton of years, this to me was. She utilized everything Motion. that she's done, and she put it into this movie. And I think Ben is Back is another movie that, that didn't get a lot of love because it's not quite the movie you might think it is. You know, it, it it's this movie about drugs, but then it becomes a very dark film noir movie. It became, it became more a about mystery. family right. element in it. So somewhat like mystery thriller. Yeah, it turns into something you don't expect in this kind of a movie. And Julia Roberts' performance, there's a scene in a mall where she confronts a doctor. Complete twist. My God. Go watch Ben is Back. And I I still think Ben is Back was better than Beautiful Boy, which that was like early in the race when people were pegging that. And where is it nominated? (laughs) Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Because yeah. Ben is back is actually a stronger film. Oh, all right, <laughs> amazing. And if we like, I, I know we're kind of going back, but like, even for a best supporting actor, I think Russell Hornsby for The Hate You Give. Oh, he was fantastic. I, I don't get he it. He should have been nominated. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't know. He, I think he was the best character in that whole. He was film. amazing. All right, moving on to the one and only, of course, best picture. We have Black Panther, Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody, the favorite Green Book, Roma, a star is born. And Vice. And Vice, yes. I was sorry, I was reading, I was reading my... Snub. <laughs> I was reading my... Snub the movie that's, that's nominated. All right. No, like, I was going, a star is born in the uh, I was reading my, my personal uh, option. I have either Black Klansman or Bohemian Rhapsody. But I think it should be Green Book. It's already won Best Picture once for Golden Globes. I would not knock it. It's a very solid film. Um, and it wouldn't be the first time a feel-good movie has won Academy Award either. So, But I, people love Bohemian Rhapsody. People love Green Book. I mean, I personally love The Star is Born, but it's the fourth adaptation. It's hard to pick another, another one, but it's really up in the air. Uh, I can't see it being Green Book. I think Green Book is something that would have won Best Picture in the 1990s. I feel like it's one of those movies that it's solid, it's inspirational, but then here we have a a white male protagonist who is 
trying not to be racist, even though he grew up that way without knowing. I don't think it's a compelling enough story. I take umbrage with what you say because mm. both characters grow. Like, this isn't a movie, like, this isn't the white savior movie that people are making it out to be. No. It really is. Because, because Marcella, he helps her, too. Doctor, he helps him too. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. he's a man that was so insulated on himself mm-hmm. that because of this, and, and, because of their friendship, they bro- they both come away learning something about life. And they both come away being better people for meeting, yeah, for being for together. And uh, um, Dr. Uh, I forget the, the jazz player's name, but his character is much saved saved um, Viggo Mortensen's relationship by helping him like write the letters and learn about work. And then the, Dr. The Shirley. Fact, Dr. Shirley. I mean, I, I, I really, for some reason, I, 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 I've been hearing about this, this white savior thing. And I'm like going, what movie did you watch? Yeah. Like, you, I guess I you could make that. it. And while I watched Green Book, I, I saw this about two people who from diverse backgrounds, there's a racially charged element to this movie and they come away becoming best friends and learning from one another's traits and habits and positive traits. And that, to me, is what I took away from Green Book. I don't get that. I, I just don't. I, 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 yeah. It's not about white savior. To me, it really was not about white saviorship. He didn't save him. So who him. do you think is going to win? For, well, listen, I would love to see Green Book because I am always of yeah. the opinion that Feel good movies, like movies that 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 reach out to people and make them feel good, should win. I yeah. want Black Panther to win, um, just because of everything that I had spoken before. I think though, I think it's gonna go to Roma. Roma. I think it's gonna go to Roma. Mm. But I want, like, I would rather see Green Book or Black Klansmen. Right. Get it. I th- I mean. I'm- like, I could see it going to Roma only because the Academy Award loves Alfonso Cuaron so much. And if you think about it, in the last few years of Academy Awards, it was like, we know we have the trifecta of our Mexican and Spanish directors. We have Alfonso Cuaron, Guillermo del Toro's sure, sure. year was last year, and the year before that, we had Inuritu. Like, we know those three are friends, collaborators, oh, yeah. Academy loves them. Whatever they do, just give them all the awards. So, last year was Guillermo del Toro's year. The year before it was Inuritu. I think this year they're, they're going to give it come back to Karan. Mm. I think so. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, my biggest, my I, biggest. I, I awards is, is there's a lot of nepotism there. A lot of favoritism, really. There, There so. is, I just, again, a, a movie that 90% of the country could not see in a movie theater doesn't qualify for an Academy Award. Yeah. To me, when, but, you're, when you're unable to just see the movie because of its release schedule, everybody can't see it on Netflix. That's fantastic. Everyone can see it. But is it a theatrical movie? Like, how can you really talk cinematography for a movie that you saw on your TV? I mean, I'm sorry. It just doesn't replace that theatrical experience. Um, that's my Roma soapbox. I think <laughs> it's going to go there. I think they are for, for in part they, that like, reason they love but they they love the mexican you know, spanish directors well yeah i just think i, I honestly I this think. is the first year that i'm looking at all of the best picture nominees and i'm just like eh, i'm not overly impressed with any of them i enjoyed vice I, I loved it it was one of my favorite movies i don't think it deserves a best picture win no. uh i loved a star is born i don't think it deserves a best picture win i did enjoy green book despite 
the comment that I made. I really did enjoy it. I just don't think it deserves the best picture win like, either. I, love, I like, like the favorite. I genuinely don't think it deserves the best picture win. Bohemian Rhapsody was one of my favorite movies of the year because I loved Rami Malek's performance, but I do not think it deserves so best picture. So then what picture. do you think yes. is best picture? I'm I, think I think best picture is going to be the only movie that I haven't seen, which is Black Klansman. I genuinely think it's going to go to that. I want to see it. Um, just so that I know for sure, but I think it's going to be that, because I think that's probably the strongest one, because I was not overly impressed with the rest of them. But I wasn't overly impressed with Black Klansman. Admittedly, like, I just watched it for the first time. It's a very polarizing film. Mm-hmm. Very polarizing film. But it's a true um, story. It, yes, Again, it's a true story, story, but also, it's it's also sad, and it's not for everybody. I mean, like, no. all the, you can, you can arguably say, like, all these films aren't for, like, specific mm-hmm demographics but when you watch black clansman it's a hard film to swallow it can and, be and it'd be hard for that film to to win best picture too i think it's so. gonna be it's gonna be roma or it's gonna be black clansman that's my prediction it's gonna be I'll one of them for, for to be that look i, I appreciate roma wins best foreign film that it could win best foreign film which would knock it out of the Running for best picture, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I would, if it it would be that that's going to be an interesting category for when it comes up. Listen, and I'm and I'm happy. I'll, I'll be at least. I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is necessarily best picture. The movie has its flaws. Black Panther. Um, look at it. It's a, Black Panther's a great. It's an excellent uh, MCU um, movie. It really is. I'm glad actually that. It got nominated. No, I really, really. I'm glad it got recognition. Me too. Because it is deserving of recognition. Is it deserving of best picture? I I mean, Dark Knight was deserving of a nomination. It didn't get a nomination. That's why we have the supposed ten categories, which they don't fill all the slots too. That's another thing that pisses me off about the Academy Awards. I do think that we have, when you look at these, these movies offer variety. These movies. Offer art house fair. They yeah. offer commercial. Different they offer different dem- demographics. Mm-hmm. This is what I like <clears throat> about this year's um, category for best picture is that it really did hit all 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 quadrants for everybody who likes to go to the movies. It's the way it should be. That's a great um, point. They're all so different. All they so all different. have their own. <clears throat> yeah, Black Panther was a cultural phenomenon. You know, Black Klansman, a little bit more niche. Bohemian Rhapsody, music lovers, Mm -hmm. you know, everything. There's something in here for everyone, which is a great point. I just don't think it's been the strongest list of nominees. I don't think 2019 is the strongest. But I'm super excited for the Oscars. They are all strong films in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, In and of themselves. In and of themselves. They're they're very solid films. Uh, When you pit them against each other, it's... It's really anyone's game. Uh, it could be. They're so and, different. And again, yeah. I'll, I'll just say, as I said, and I'll give the top, them that, and I give them diversity because we we're always talking about we need more diversity <laughs> in Academy Awards. We're getting we into these films, and, and I think 2018 was a really fantastic year for movie lovers and moviegoers because you did have everything. You just can't say it was a superhero year because you didn't just have that. You had you had real life superheroes like RBG. You had yeah. stuff like that. You had. Won't you be my neighbor, right? So you had the favorite about not nice people. So I I just think you had everything last year. It looks like this trend is going to continue in 2019. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm ready for 2019 to see even more movies. So, 
Yeah, who knows what this with this hostless Oscars <laughs> could be a train wreck. We'll That's see. why I'm watching. But thanks everyone for tuning in. Those were our nomination <clears throat> predictions, and hopefully you guys tune into the actual Academy Awards because we know there's a lot of drama leading up to it. But hopefully the show itself. I mean, it's Academy Awards. It's still going to be prestigious in any shape and form. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. In the meantime, where can we keep following you? Hey, everyone. I'm Mina Wahab. You can follow me on Instagram, at MinaMakesMagic. And please let us know your thoughts in the comments below. What are your Oscars predictions for 2019? Yeah. And you can find me on the Twitters at DMovies1701. You can find me here at Anatomy of Movie and also on Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. There you go. And I definitely recommend that you guys listen to our Academy Award top best picture nominations because sure. we cover them and we in all did the ones cover them. And, and the ones in between. Yes, we have covered all best pictures. All best pictures and everything so else. Maybe that we should start out. a playlist with with all those. But definitely check it out and uh, check out our other shows here at Popcorn Talk. Thanks everyone. We'll see you at the movies. Enjoy. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.